All right, welcome back into the show. We're at the Texas Roadhouse on the nation. I'm Chris Lowe, Austin Price. Austin, let's go to the phone lines. We're a special guest, the head football coach at Tennessee, Josh Heupel. Coach Heupel, welcome to the nation. Uh, Ten games in, just kind of where do you feel like uh, year one's, you know, at for you all, and uh, how much are you kind of going to keep the pedal down to finish this out with two wins and get to seven and five? Yeah, uh, obviously going to try to keep the pedal down for sure. Uh, I do love our, our competitive nature of our kids. They're preparing the right way. Um, disappointed in, in the result from last night, um, but uh, I do. I just, you know, our, our players continue to work and train and fight and compete and, and get better, and, and um, I love being around this group every single week. How much do you really appreciate this group that, you know, it, it they, they really do hurt after a loss like that? I mean, they're playing the number one team in the country. Nobody was – you know, picking you guys to win that game, and yet, you know, this bothered, you know, this bothers them, this bothers the staff, and it kind of drives you all to uh, just pick up the pace even more. Well, they, they they came to Tennessee to win these games. You want to play in them, and you want to win in them, and, and that's the standard, really, of Tennessee football. This program's been built on, on a lot of championships and winning those types of football games. I told them after the ball game, we're going to be in a lot more of those, and we're going to be on the right side of it if we continue to fight and, and uh and continue to get better. This group really, you think about this entire year for them from, from the off offseason uh, to a new staff being here, there's been a ton of adversity that these guys have faced. They don't flinch. They do love one another, and, and they're willing to, uh, to look at the tape and understand the, the ways that they and we need to get better to, to keep moving forward. And, and uh, I don't expect this group to dip in any competitive nature uh, in any way here as we go finish these last two weeks. When you took this job, would you have ever imagined in year one with all of the cloud hanging over it and with, with all of the, the departures and then newcomers and just, you know, just all the newness inside the building that no, in November you'd play back-to-back games with a, you know, basically a packed house against Ole Miss and, and, and Georgia and have a meaningful game against, against Georgia, the number one ranked team in the country in November? Um, I, I came here because I saw opportunity. I knew there were a lot of challenges. The one thing myself and our staff have not done with this group is, is ever placed a ceiling on what we could or couldn't do. I told them, you know, at the beginning of last week, you know, it's going to be another packed house. They built that through work and effort um, to, uh, to get our fan base back excited about Tennessee football. I think everybody can see the direction that we're headed in. You know, last night's score I don't think was indicative of, of the way that we played uh, for a large portion of it. You know, we got we got to do things a little bit better. We got some opportunities to get off the field on defense on third down that changed the game. There's a string of series there, whether it's, you know, the scoreboard's at 10-10 or it's a two-possession game in the third quarter where offensively we're down in the red zone and, and we don't get points out of it. Um Playing in big games against good football teams, the, the inches matter, and, and we didn't gain those inches at critical times last night. You're listening to Tennessee head football coach Josh Heupel. Josh, this is Chris. As you continue to build with this program, uh, how important is it that you guys, because your scholarship numbers are down now as you go into recruiting, create the kind of competition on the practice field that all the great programs have? I, I think it's a great opportunity. Our scholarship numbers are down. But it's a great opportunity for the guys that we are recruiting in this class to, 
know, everybody wants to have an opportunity to play early. Well, our numbers say that you're going to truly have an opportunity to compete and, and push to get on the football field early. That's, that's one of the unique things that we have an opportunity to sell and what will be our first recruiting class as, a, as an entire staff. And in, in, in this conference, at this level, depth matters. And it, and it shows up on game day. Uh, you look at Georgia, the way that they were able to rotate, in particular their defense, uh, their front seven, and be able to keep guys fresh during the course of the ball game. And, you know, for us, as you go through the season, you're going to get guys injured. Um, if you're able to plug and play, that, that eliminates some of the mismatches that you might have based on personnel. So as we go forward, it, it, it shows up on game day, but it also, like you alluded to, shows up in the competitive nature that you got to have when you're on the practice field or in the meeting room when you know you're getting pushed every single day from a guy that's sitting right next to you in the, uh, in the meeting room. Josh, what kind of tone do you think from you to your staff to the leaders on this football team has been set in year one to this point? Can you repeat that question? I'm sorry. Yeah, what kind of tone for this program do you think has been set in year one from you to your staff all down through your leaders on this football team as you guys continue to build forward? Yeah, I truly believe that like, the first thing that we did is set a, a bar of loving each other and, and uh, being connected. I think that's important in today's landscape. Uh, that's true to who I am and who our staff is, and, and that's why uh, we you know, formed the bond and become extremely close really quickly. Uh, but we've set a, a standard of, of accountability and trust and respect with each other and attacking everything that we do every single day. That has shown up in the way that we've played. Our kids play extremely hard. If you're not going to play as hard as you can for as long as you can, uh, the reality is that uh, you're not going to be dressing out in the orange and white. And I think that's uh, a standard that's truly been set uh, from inside the locker room and from our staff. Hey, Coach, it's Austin again. Uh, you'd coached with a, a, a good portion of your staff before, but some of these guys you hadn't coached with, um, can you kind of break down, uh, you know, what you've you know grown to appreciate about guys like Rodney Garner and Jerry Mack and some of those coaches that, you know, you, you added to your inaugural staff that you hadn't worked with before and what you've learned about them? Yeah, from, from, from Tim Bakes to, to Rodney Garner and, and to Coach Brian Jean-Marie uh, to Coach Mack, you look at who those guys are, first of all, they're phenomenal people that uh, truly care about young people, not just on the field but off the field in their development. Um, they're phenomenal recruiters. They do a great job. And uh, the third thing to me is, is that, uh, you know, they're great teammates and, and they want us to be successful. In this profession, you can fill a room up with, with a lot of talented coaches, but it's all about themselves. And, and uh, to me, the word we is something that we talk a lot about um, inside of our, our staff room, not just with our team. And, and that shows up in, in who they are every day. And we're trying to build a, a program uh, that's got long-term uh, sustainability and success. And uh, we've got phenomenal people in the building that, that do it the right way. They're great mentors of young men. They're great recruiters, they're great teachers, and they're uh, great developers. Hey, Josh, it's Chris again. You know, you, you played at a high level at Oklahoma. You've coached in this league before. You've been a head coach before. But, you know, when you're coaching in the SEC as a head football coach, you know, you grow a lot. Where do you think you have grown the most here in year one? 
uh, I, I think as a leader, you're you're constantly learning from every interaction that you have, and um, you know you evaluate everything that you're doing. I, I think as much as anything, the way I've continued to grow is just understanding the ripple effect, every interaction, and how you communicate anything to any department uh, has on your program. And, and when you're trying to set a standard and then also also grow that program, it's got to be extremely clear what your vision is and what your expectation is. you got to do it in a manner where people want to be a part of the process, and it's a, a we thing, not an I thing, and, uh, and one that's extremely consistent. I, I think I've continued to grow in the way that I communicate with our staff and our players. You know, I want to ask you about your offense. You, you, the way you guys play, your tempo, the way you spread people out, et cetera. You know, defenses really the last few years have been trying to catch up with the offenses. What do you think is the next step? What's the next level for offenses as defenses continue to try to catch up with what you guys are doing on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, I think that, that changes and evolves, you know, every year. Uh, it changes during the course of the season when you're, you're preparing. Um, you know, we, we're different in, in the splits that we play in a little bit, trying to force isolation. Um, you know, the, the tempo piece of it, we're constantly evolving and changing. Uh, as, as you see structure uh, from, from different defenses and, and how you need to attack them and how you need to communicate it. Um, you know, I, I think the game's ever-evolving. And as an offense, you constantly evolve based on your personnel. And, and whether that's four wideouts on the field or you're playing in two tight end sets, it, it, a lot of that is predicated based on what you have inside the building. All right, Coach Hopple, I'm going to see if I can get a, a, a kind of a thought-provoking answer out of you here. So I asked Hendon Hooker when he was out for Tennessee Prime a few weeks ago what his favorite play to this point in the season has been. As a play caller, um, is, is there a moment or a play in the season where you, you had something called and, and you kind of got that right you know, look and, and you're like, I mean, this could work out good, and then you're like, yes. Like, I mean, was, was there one where you were really proud of a particular call? Um, yeah, to be honest, my favorite plays are probably things that a quarterback checks that you see during the week of preparation. Um, you talk about if you get this look, this is something we would want to get to. And when that happens, that, that's probably, as a coach, uh, the best moment uh, during the course of the season. And had, had a couple of those as, if, as we've gone uh, through the year. Those are things that you take great pride in because you know your kids are understanding what you're doing. Josh, you guys have, uh, I don't say, want to say if you got, had the pleasure, but you, you got the opportunity to face three of the best quarterbacks in college football this year. Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young. You face three of the top teams, ranked teams in college football, Ole Miss, Georgia, and Alabama. As you think about what you guys have gone against, the players you've gone against, and certainly there's a lot of football to be played, what sticks out about some of those teams, some of those players, especially here in year one for you and your program? Well, I, I think you take a look at, at uh, our schedule. We've played, we've played a lot of really good football teams, which you typically are. Obviously, our, our non-conference with Pitt, um, you know, they, they've had a really strong season as well. I do think, you know, you mentioned the quarterbacks. We, we've, we've played elite quarterbacks uh, throughout the course of the year. Um, you know, at times we've been able to cause some havoc and, and get after the quarterback. I really like the way our defensive line has grown throughout the course of the year. And then our ability to create some pressure with our second and third level uh, defenders. At times, some of those guys 
that are great players, you know, uh, were able to get outside of the, the pocket and extend some plays on us too. But I do, uh, I like, you know, schematically, you know, the change that our kids went through, the fundamentals and the technique are so different. Uh, the the way our kids have constantly evolved and grown throughout the course of the season. Coach Ivan, when you look at this roster and you look at the kids that are making plays on it, Javante Payton, Hendon Hooker, uh, Caleb Tremblay, Byron Young, you can go on and on and on. Some of these kids weren't ever even they weren't here a year ago. How how much has the transfer portal changed college football, and does it allow a program that's kind of you know? potentially, you know, falling on hard times to flip the script a little bit easier than in the past where they had to predominantly rely on junior college kids and or high school kids? Yeah, I, I think uh, the transfer portal has changed the dynamic uh, some in, the, in that way. Um, you know, I, I don't think your entire roster can be built that way if you're trying to build something that is going to be sustainable for long-term success. And, and certainly – uh, that's what we're we're trying to do. The players that we brought in have had a huge impact uh, on our season. Uh, obviously, we finished spring ball last year. We knew there were some areas and, and positions where uh, we had to go get some players, just uh, not having enough guys at those positions, uh, just depth-wise. And uh, you know, I think as you look around college football, the, the transfer portal will always uh, moving forward be a be a piece that really every every team and every roster will probably add to uh, some, of, uh, some of their, uh, um, uh, to their roster uh, through the transfer portal every offseason. Well, Josh, man, we really appreciate you spending some time with us uh, here on The Nation and, and uh, expect to see the uh, black uniforms a lot as we go forward the next couple seasons. <laughs> I don't the, the players get a chance to uh, to pick those things. They uh, they wanted to go with black this this past week. Um, you know, I think it's important the players have a part in, in the experience that that they're going to have. And uh, uniforms are important to them. Important to recruit too. We'll continue to add to those pieces as uh, as we get deeper into our tenure here. Well, listen, that sounds great. Hey, thanks again for joining us tonight on the Nation. We look forward to catching up with you as we go forward. But thanks again, Coach. I appreciate it, guys. Go Balls. Okay. That's Josh Heupel, and we want to remind fans, AP, that this season to relax, enjoy, and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages that support University of Tennessee Athletics, Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment that's made to chill, Twisted Tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon, light and crisp, truly hard seltzer, and ice-cold Dos Equis Cerveza distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. Remember to celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. All right, AP, let's go ahead and take our second break tonight on the nation. We'll a lot of back. birthdays here tonight that's, at Texas Roadhouse. That's right. Sort of rowdy here tonight at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Is that Jay Lyford getting rowdy behind us? <laughs> you can't even get him to smile. <laughs> Jay's a consummate pro is what he is. Anyway, we'll take our second break here on the nation and be back at the Texas Roadhouse in just a couple minutes. <laughs> 